I was like really, really depressed. Um, I was just literally smoking weed all day. Um, I didn't have a job and I was like, what is the point of life? Like I was just so down and that it was like hopelessness. And I was like, there's gotta be something like, what is, what am I here to do? And I was listening to all of this old jazz, like Etta James and Billie Holiday and, and Amy Winehouse and stuff like that. And it was like a light bulb just like went off in my brain and it was like, oh, this is what I'm here to do. And Why, hello there, fellow earthlings. Welcome to Soulpreneur Saturday. This is the portion of my show where I interview incredible badasses who are out living their purpose and creating the life of their dreams. As always, we're going to be talking about all things mind, body, and soul. And of course, some business. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of the Becoming Big Me podcast. I have with me today Kaylee Kenny. She is a 26-year-old singer and songwriter based in the San Francisco Bay Area. She grew up in an abusive uh environment and has overcome many barriers that have come with mental health issues, lack of support, and essentially building something from the ground up. Right now, she is following her passion, following her dreams, creating the life that she desires by chasing her dreams of becoming a singer and songwriter. Hello, Kaylee. How are you doing today? Hello. I am great. How are you? I am doing fabulous. I'm so excited to have you on today and to hear more about your story. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, so let's just dive right into it. So just can you give us just a quick little summary of you and what you're about and what you've got going on right now? Yeah, so I um so actually I live in LA now. So that's a more recent thing. Um so I am following music. Um I'm a singer and a songwriter. Um and so that's what I'm doing. I'm writing albums and I'm also um diving into, you know, making documentaries and more real content and so making stuff that is real, raw, and people can, um, you know, kind of making art out of li- out of real life um, and trying to connect with as many positive people who, you know, positive, successful, good-hearted people. Um, so that is what I'm up to right now. <laughs> so where did you, where did you come from? Like what, how, how did you get to LA? Was that kind of like a a solo trip, but tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, so I, well, I grew up in a town that was kind of like a wine and cheese town, um, very, like, bougie and sheltered, and I never felt like I really fit in. Um, I was very rebellious and kind of like a really independent thinker, um, so it never really felt like home being in the Bay Area um, for whatever reason. And about three years ago, me and my best friend, Dane, um, I've known him for almost 10 years now, we moved down um, kind of spur of the moment. We were like, 
we just need to like make a big decision and go do something awesome and go live our lives. So we moved down to LA like three years ago and we stayed for like three months, um, just trying to figure it out. Um, like staying at Airbnbs and stuff like that. Um, and we ended up going back cause it was like pretty hard. We weren't really that prepared, but anyways, um, I completely fell in love with LA then. Um, and so in April, I actually like stopped working with my band. I had a band up in the Bay area. Um, and so I stopped working with them. Um, cause I was like a little bit more serious trying to push things forward and, um, they were more so doing it as like a hobby. And so once I stopped doing that, I had the opportunity to like, you know, live wherever I wanted to. Um, and so I decided to just make the leap. And so I packed my two dogs, which are right behind me. They'll probably pop up in a minute. Uh, I, I packed them into my little, you know, coop and, you know, brought my clothes and then, you know, now I'm here. So <laughs> that's awesome. So is it just you right now? You're kind of solopreneuring it, doing it on your own? Yeah, definitely. Um, for the most part, it's been a really solo thing so far. Um, I've met a few select really quality people down here so far. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I've been, you know, solo preparing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more about your music? Like what kind of, uh, impact are you trying to make with your music and, and where did that come from? What made you inspired to, to make the kind of music that you make? Yeah. Um, so I remember always writing like, poetry I remember the first time I started I picked up um Machiavelli like it was like an old book in my house like I don't it was so random but I was like oh this looks um elegant <laughs> so <laughs> let me see what's in here and I would just look at the words and it was pretty hard to understand when I was like because I was probably like 12 or something um but I was looking at the words and I was just so drawn to these cool words and so I started writing poetry um, and it was like pretty metaphorical, like using like symbolism and stuff like that to just portray like what was happening and what was happening in my life was a lot of abuse, you know? And so it was, you know, some dark poetry and I, I just felt this need to express myself, you know, it was less on the, you know, beautiful flowers outside and more on the, you know, like symbolism for like psychology that I felt was going on or whatever at that time. Um, so I started writing poetry and didn't really like think too much of it. Um, and then about five years ago, I was like really, really depressed. Um, I was just literally smoking weed all day. Um, I didn't have a job and I was like, what is the point of life? Like I was just so down and that it was like hopelessness. And I was like, there's gotta be something like, what is, what am I here to do? And I was listening to all of this old jazz, like Etta James and Billie Holiday and, and Amy Winehouse and stuff like that. And it was like a light bulb just like went off in my brain and it was like, Oh, this is what I'm here to do. And so I started singing and then I was like, well, I'm a good writer. So let me try and write some songs 
but I was like, I don't know if I can do it, you know, rhyming and all that. But it clicked after a while. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like where that where that came from. Um, it's it's really a lot like, you know, kind of like Amy Winehouse, like jazz soul. Um, but I do experiment with different like I had a reggae song, um, an alternative rock song. So it's kind of it's kind of a mixture of a lot of things. But yeah, mainly like the vocals like go along with jazz. So. Okay, yeah. So um, one thing that I'm I teach and that I preach <laughs> is repurposing your mess into your foundation. So do you feel that like you know that some of that stuff that you went through in your earlier years, some of that trauma, how do you feel like that has served you now? Yeah. Um. So I. I see, um, I see a lot of people just being really easily like reactive instead of, um, instead of like thinking for themselves. Um, and I mean, no shade or anything like that, but, um, but for me, I had to like defend myself so much, um, and, and protect myself so much. Um, like my, like my state of being and my thoughts and my my opinions I had to protect them so much for myself um that I feel like I'm a pretty independent thinker and that has allowed me to you know like like what's what's the benefit of being an independent thinker it's like you don't you kind of you think for yourself and you um you're not easily swayed by like different opinions. So like, you know, like, I mean, I'm not political at all, but you know, like that kind of like, Oh, triggering words. And, and it's like, and it's this thing. And it's like, well, I'm kind of like in the middle of like being an intellectual. It's like, just look at things from your own perspective, really think about them, you know? Um, but it's also made me really confident. Like, um, you know, I know who I am and I know what I want and all that kind of stuff, you know, because I had to be so protective of it and, you know, defend myself, you know, from, from like attacks on, on who I am and, you know, my validity basically. So I'm pretty confident in that area, you know, growing up, would, would you say, did you, did you have confidence or were you kind of more shelled off? Um, I honestly, I think, well, both my parents, they say like, they're, my dad is like an intellectual. My mom is like more on the reserve side. So they're like, how did we have you? They were like, cause they were like, you're like a social butterfly. You know, how, how did this happen? So I've always been pretty confident, um, naturally, like in, in your DNA or whatever, I've been like a vocal person. I've been wanting to express myself and, you know, kind of sassy in a way, you know? Um, but like be going through like all of that abuse, like it, it made me very shelled off after a few, you know, after like years. So right. I had to like break out of that shell because I was very like insecure because of that abuse you know for a while and I had to figure out how to to get out of that so do you do you uh recall like what your kind of like 
aha moment, like what your awakening moment when you realized um, that you were kind of living in that shell and that, you know, it was time to release, you know, that past and move forward? Um, there's honestly been multiple, like multiple instances, like, like, you know, I was hanging around with people who didn't really have a lot of ambition. And I think that really, it drove me nuts because I was trying to have a friendship and and support people and have them be supportive of me. But at the same time, you know, I had to be who I was and go after these bigger ideas and these bigger dreams. And so I think like a part of it was actually leaving the friend group that I, you know, I love them to death, but part of it was that and me just going out on my own and being like, I'm not okay with like living a mediocre life anymore. You know, I I need to go bigger, whatever that means. I'll do whatever it takes, you know, so. I love that. Yeah, the biggest part of my journey was when I decided to move away from my hometown and basically it was just kind of like, you know what, you guys, you're great um, for you, but you're not great for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to move forward. And I, I find that this is a piece that is really, really important to finding success in your life and becoming your own person is realizing that you can love people, you can care about people, they can be your friends, but that doesn't mean that that relationship is serving you and what you want. And sometimes we have to let that go and dive into the unknown and really go after what it is that we want. Um, so moving moving forward back to five years ago, I guess, when you were kind of in your depressive state and you were smoking weed, um, what were you doing for work at this point? Like, were you li- who were you living with? What what was kind of going on? Can you shed some light on that? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I was living with my friend Dane, and like I said, I've known him for like almost ten years now. And this this like really quickly after I met him, um, we moved in together, and so it was like it was like once that happened just coincidentally all of all of the issues of my past kind of like lurked up on me because I was you know maybe 19 or or 18 or 19 and so it was like all this stuff was catching up to me and my and my and I also you know I had just gone through um an abortion and like so and I and I've had two in my life and so he kind of acted as like the best like friend and and like pillar of support for me. He was actually a huge reason that I was able to get better like with all of these issues is because he was there and he would listen to me and I would sometimes be talking like complete craziness, but he knew and I knew that it was like I just needed to vent it out and he would never judge me and he would always be there to listen to me. So he helped me like he would go to work and it was like, you know, it was like we were married almost, you know, but he would, he would go to work and I would stay home and like take care of our, like the dog. And because I couldn't like he and I both knew like I couldn't 
I tried like so many times to like get a regular job and I just couldn't like hold it down because of my instability, you know? Um, so yeah, like I honestly in that time just tried to develop like the habits of like becoming happy. And that's what I was doing at that time is like finding happiness and, and being okay, like just being okay, you know? <laughs> So I would go and I would walk the dogs and that would be like one thing that I had to do, you know, just to be sane and to be happy, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's really a process, especially when you have gone through trauma um, in your life and in your childhood. A lot of times what people do um, is they will just kind of box that shit up and they'll just lock it away. And then what happens, which it sounds like, you know, kind of manifested in your life is years down the road, uh, it catches up to you and it, you have to deal with it. So, um, you know, you guys don't be discouraged if you're going through anything difficult right now. A lot of the times this is a process that we have to go through in order to get to that next level. It's not instantaneous. It does take time. It takes healing. It takes self-love and exactly what Kaylee is saying here, how she was just taking it one day at a time, whether that be, you know, one day just being able to get out of bed to go and you know, take her dog for a walk, like that is a win. And if that's where you are right now, I just want you to know that I love you. We love you. There are people out there supporting you. Make sure that you reach out to other people because when you are in this place, um, you can feel extremely, extremely alone. And, and when you are depressed, it doesn't feel like there are people out there that care about you. I have struggled with depression myself for a very, very long time. And um, you know, we, I'm sure Kaylee would be someone, she would be happy to, to talk to you as well. So if you want to reach out to her, you want to reach out to me, um, feel free to do that. And I just want to thank you, Kaylee, for being like so open and honest and vulnerable with your story. I know that that takes a lot of courage and you are helping people right now because there are people all over the place who are ashamed of their stories, who are scared to, to say what's going on and it takes women um like you standing up and being like listen this is what i have gone through this is what i have walked through and this is where i'm going and look at where you are now like now you are out you are chasing your dreams you're you're living on your own you are creating your reality and Girl, I'm just so proud of you. This is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, it's so true. It's so true. It's like there's no reason to be ashamed of what we've gone through. These things make us so much stronger. I look at, I always, my kind of thing is like the a diamond, um, because I like diamonds, but um, <laughs> but also because I feel like I've been carved out by these things, and I'm actually so grateful for them. Like how you asked in the beginning how these things like help me in my in my life now, I feel like I've been carved out, you know, and I needed to go through that adversity and there's no other way, you know? And now, you know, you can sparkle and 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 just like live to your full potential, you know? Yeah, and it's so true. I mean, we every single thing that has 
I'm with you. Like every single thing that has happened to me as, you know, horrible as some of it might sound to some people, like when I explain it, um, for me, I'm numb to it because I lived through it. So to me, I'm just like, why are you freaking out? Um, But as horrible as it may sound, I am so grateful for every single thing because if I hadn't been through that, I wouldn't be where I am now, you know? And as one of my mentors, Ed Milet, he always is talking about how everything happens for you, not to you. And when you adapt that mindset, that's really when your life can grow. Because, I mean, I'm sure you still struggle now, right? There's still things that... Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we're always going to struggle. There's always going to be those things to come up. But you just have to take that ownership and be able to look like well what is there to learn what can I how can I grow um so one of the one of the the lines that you wrote in um in your email to me was that you bring art into reality and you love making art out of life can you expand upon that a little bit because I just I just, I just love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, um, you know, I love Britney Spears and everything. Okay. Pop star, like icon. Right. Um, but I was never, you know, the kind of, I always hated the idea of pop music and pop celebrities and just these things that are so superficial. And it's like, there's all of this like packaging around it. And I get it on a, on a business sense, but at the same time, in the longer run of things, like in terms of like your legacy and what you want to leave to the world, like I don't, I don't want to say, yeah, I was like a pop princess and it was all kind of like this manufactured thing and whatever. I want to bring like actual life to to people, you know, I want to, you know, all my lyrics are, are just things that have happened to me. They're just real. They're just real emotions, you know? And in terms of like music videos or documentaries or any type of like film content that people can see, I want them to get real life from it. I want them to see, you know, somebody going through a hard time or, you know, just making a joke, just being real with, with the camera. Like, I mean, I, I think that's really like, that goes along with, um, with like what we, what we, like our generation kind of does now is, is less manufactured and it's less fake and you can't really get away with that kind of crap anymore because, you know, people can see right through it and you really want to connect with people. So, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. So as far as the legacy goes, what is, this is going to be a loaded question, what is the legacy that you want to to leave? Like, if you picture yourself, you know, 50 years from now, like, what, what do you, what is that story that you're going to be telling your grandkids and your great kids? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I mean, part of it is the, is the kids thing. That's part of my legacy. I want to be like a really good mother, you know? Um, so that's really important to me is, is having my kids be like, wow, like I have the coolest mom ever. And 
she I just really respect her and she just did such a great job like I feel so loved that's part of my legacy you know that's a huge part of it and the other part of it is is leaving um is leaving the art you know is is leaving you know films and and songs that people resonate with um and they know like yeah I'm a I'm a I'm a real person and I you know am not really trying to put on like a front um and I really just want to to make cool stuff you know <laughs> um and yeah so and hope, yeah so yeah I love that and I believe that you know with with my becoming the big me you know brand and coaching it's all about um, stepping into alignment with yourself and that you are allowed to get massively rewarded on a monetary level just for being who you are. And that's one of the reasons why I love this story because with through your music, like you, you are really leaving a piece of yourself. Like this is your soul coming out into existence into the world and i just think that is so awesome have have you ever had fear of like sharing that was there a part of your life maybe like when you were working with your band where you weren't quite as you know authentic or you know what i'm saying yeah no i mean i still i still have fear about um you know performing and and letting people see like the real me, which is silly because it, I mean, that's it. That's it is what it is. Like I am me. I'm never going to not be me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, but I think we all have fears about being like completely exposed for who we truly are. I don't, there's nothing to be ashamed of though. You know what I mean? Like we need to be who we truly are and, and share that with the world because if we don't share, you know, our journeys and share ourselves with others, then it's not a very fulfilling life, you know, and it's doing like yourself a disservice, as well as other people who aren't able to like get the value from from your story and everything. So you have to share yourself, you know, it is scary, though. That's the whole that's it is what it is. Like you have to get out of your comfort zone, you know, because everything if you're going to do something that you haven't done before, you're probably not going to be comfortable with it. But on the other side of that is like immense happiness because you're going to do it and you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I waited so long. This is amazing, you know? So, yeah. Everything is hard until you have done it. Once you've done it, then it's like, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, um, like, I think the, like, I honestly, I think of it as, like, um, a portal or, like, uh, it's, like, you, your own energy and your own desires and who you truly are and your, your true gifts, like, those are a source. They're, they're, like, the most potent energy you could draw from. So I always, you know, I grew up, like, oh, my mom and dad just work nine to fives and like, they're kind of complaining a lot. And like, they don't really seem like that inspired, you know? So like, that doesn't seem like, you know, and I think a lot of like our generation kind of went through that. They were like, this kind of seems like BS, like, what are they doing? And so tap on the other side of that, tapping into like your true potential and your 
like what you really want to do and that that is a way more potent energy and that's going to like you know proliferate the things in your life and you know so you have to you have to use that source you know for for all that so how um i'm definitely on the the crazy woo woo side of things these days i never used to be i i was like completely opposite um but have you like how has mindset belief spirituality any of those kinds of topics how has that played into your life and your growth um okay so for in terms of mindset i think mindset is honestly everything um and of course like we've heard that a million times but like the things that people say that are cliche are because people keep saying them because it resonates you know um but mindset is truly everything um back you know years ago when I had gone through all these things and I was struggling so much just for you know to get through a day and for basic things like I was just so struggling um but I was I was like in a victim mindset I was like why is this happening to me like I feel so bad for myself I can't do anything to help myself and it was just a rotating mindset you know and that's just through your thoughts throughout the day and as soon as I okay I started listening to this really weird thing on YouTube I don't know how I found it I think it was like related to like law of attraction and stuff this guy's name I think it was called Bashar so it was like Bashar something it was this really weird um guy who kind of talked about like anything like being real like it was really out there and weird, but so I was listening to that and listening to a lot of jazz and stuff. Um, but that kind of broke me out of like this kind of dead end mindset. Um, I was like, Oh, okay, wait, anything actually is possible. I've all, always believed that. Okay. How do I like integrate that more of that, you know? And, I, and just law of attraction is just you know, like you you become what you think. And so I listened to a lot of, I listened to a lot of like Abraham Hicks, like law of attraction stuff just to get me through and to, you know, like reprogram my mind. Cause I was like, no, this isn't working. Whatever program I'm running is not working very well. So I'm going to try and download all these new mindsets. And that honestly was like the number one thing that like broke me out of well, it, it just broke me out of my mindset and into a new one, and it, it was better, you know? Began the up-leveling process. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. How do you tie in, um, like, self-care and, uh, do you, like, gratitude or any of that kind of stuff? Do you tie that into your routine to, to keep that high vibrational state? Yeah, you, you definitely, you have to, um, like in terms of like self care, I'm always, um, I used to not be good with this, but I, I just think of myself as if I was my own friend. And so, you know, you're going to be like so nice to your friend and so caring. And you're going to be like, whoa, just take a break. Go take a bath. Like, don't overthink it. You'll be fine. But with ourselves, we're like, da -da 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 -da, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, so just pretend like you're your best friend and, you know, 
say what they would say to you, you know, so, so, you know, take a nice long bath, you know, make, I always like, I can't go out of the house without like getting fully ready, even if it's like just a little bit of makeup, at least I look polished, because that does so much for your self confidence, you know what I mean? It's just like night day difference. I feel so much more confident when I'm like put together and, you know, it's like just a little bit of care goes a long way. You know, I always, you know, keep my surroundings like clean, like I care for everything and, you know, um, you know, lighting candles and stuff like that. Just, just good stuff for you, you know, comforting yourself. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it can be kind of hard sometimes when you're on this, you know, entrepreneurial journey, um, especially as women, I feel we kind of can let, 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 uh, we put ourselves last a lot of the times, you know, like we're trying to show up and serve people. And in a business, when you're trying to build a business, there's always all of this task that you need to do. And a lot of times, we can let that go, we can let that self care piece kind of slide slide away and what I've realized for myself personally and my clients and everyone that I've really worked with is that when you are entrepreneur self-care is more important than anything else any more important than any of the you know business tangible strategies the going 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 because you are your business (laughs) when you're an entrepreneur you're your business and when you're out there having to share yourself in that way, you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself first. Was it, you know, Absolutely. was that kind of hard for you to get to the place where you realized that? Was it kind of like a slow journey? Was it kind of like a smack in the head? Like, to, to expand on that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think it was probably a a little bit of a slow journey. Um, like at first I would, I would honestly be so excited to start working on songs and working on this and that, that I would wake up and then I wouldn't like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a shower yet. I would just like go like straight on my computer or straight on this and that. And then like, before you know it, it's like all this time has passed and my hair is still crazy. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a second. Um, this is not the okay so so yeah I think making just like the routine of of everything you know I make sure that I go to you know do like exercise at least you know a couple times a week and just having those set routines at the same time is golden you know like um yeah and just I I just think routine is because it's like then you don't have to think about it you know um, but if every day is different, then it's like, you're going to, oh, no, never, never mind this, that. So, you know, so prioritize putting a routine around your self-care and around around taking care of yourself first. Have that be the foundation, you know, and then and then put, you know, schedule the time for your business. Yeah, I I, I love that so much because so often we put like all of the big tasks in our calendar first 
And then we're like, oh, well, we'll just do the other stuff, like, as, it, you know, when I can fit it in. And then we never fit it in. So I, I love that you're saying, like, schedule your self-care. That, I love, I, I do that. I schedule my yeah. self-care. Like, I have a period of time in the morning and a period of time in the evening that it's like, nope, this is for me. <laughs> That's it. And that is sacred. Like, that is the most important part of my day <laughs> it's true it's true it's so important it's so important <laughs> um so one of the other things that one of just the way that you described it i i really like so you said that your thoughts were holding you in a mental cage can you expand on that phrase a little bit more yeah, um, so, like, like I said, you know, I grew up in a very abusive environment, and it, the, the, when people hear that, they think, like, oh, like, you were beaten, and, like, you know, that sucks, but, like, you know, you, you're not, you're not in that anymore, so, whatever, right, but the brunt of it was actually emotional abuse, and somebody, you know, my, my father just putting these seeds of doubt in my mind, you know, he had his own issues and that got projected onto me you know so after a while I was like doubting my own my own confidence and I was doubting is this real wait did that actually happen you know it was like and then I it was like I honestly discovered that I had this like self-hatred for myself and there was and it's like that doesn't make sense why would I hate myself but it was because it was like planted inside me you know because of the environment and I subconsciously developed these beliefs that were not serving me at all. And so, you know, it reached a point where it was like completely like a cage. And I think that that's, that's what like mental illness is, is like, you know, you, you don't feel like you're in control anymore because these thoughts have become so all encompassing that it, it's like, how do you move? Everything is in the way, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's what makes people go nuts is because, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you just, you reach a point where you're like, this is just not working. There's something, you know? So yeah, like, like I said, just reprogramming, like I would write out in my journal, all of these crazy thoughts that were going through my mind. And I didn't realize that I had these, it would be like, I effing hate myself. Be like, Oh, I didn't know I actually thought that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, think about it. Okay. No, like, I don't, I don't hate myself, you know, like reason with yourself and be like, is that true? Wait, that's total BS. That was, you know, cause we can't choose the environment that we grow up in, you know, and if it doesn't serve you, if, if it's giving you beliefs that are not serving you, then it's our responsibility to change those, you know? So, but just doing the whole like word vomit thing and just writing out these crazy things, like I would never want someone to find that. No, <laughs> you would literally think I was like an insane person. <laughs> I feel like, but it, that's what it was, you know? Those are the the bars that were holding me back. So, you know. And that's what you have to do is sometimes people, um, at least I know for me when I was first like kind of realizing what these 
toxic beliefs and programs that I had was, is I was like afraid to admit them, afraid to even like look at that side of myself. But that's exactly what you have to do. You have to stare it head on. You have to write it down so you can go and you can read it and be like, that's total bullshit. Like that is not true at all. And then you can dissect the limiting belief and that is when you can actually start to make a change is you have to be aware like if you're not aware nothing is going to change so Mm -hmm. the fact that you you know did that word vomit is I mean that that's what you got to do or even some people are not good at like the writing thing so even if you just like pull out your cell phone and just like record your thoughts like word comment just like stream of consciousness don't block yourself because our ego and our consciousness is going to like try to jump in the way and like have us not say the things because it doesn't want us to be like embarrassed or to feel shameful uh, but you have to just like do that stream of consciousness so you can go back and you can be like well that's not is that helping me <laughs> yeah yeah, no, like, uh, I was telling you, my, my friend Dane, he was there to listen to me. We would have conversations, and I would be like, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but here's this crazy belief inside my head. And he would just let me, you know? And so having somebody who can who can just listen to you, it's like, he didn't have to say anything, comfort me. He didn't have to be like, no, that's not true. He just, he just had to listen, you know, and he did. And and so having somebody like that around who can just listen to you and not judge you and not try to fix, but just listen. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, we both know that sounds crazy, but you know, Hey, it is what it is. So you got to get it out there. Uh, Can I ask, how is your relationship with your dad these days? Um, so it's, it's, I feel like, it'll always be complicated um, because there's, there's certain boundaries that you can cross with someone who that's like unforgivable. Um, You know, I don't say it lightly, you know, that, Oh, like I have a grudge and I'll never forgive someone, but it's like, there's certain boundaries that you cross in a human where you're like, I'm never going back because I'm never letting that happen to myself again you know, so you have to protect yourself. So for years, um, I just kind of cut myself off and didn't really, you know, engage in the relationship. It's been distant for like years. Um, and then, you know, right before I moved down to LA, so in March, I was actually, you know, I went back and I was living with him and it was, he had, he's actually improved a lot over, over a few years. Um, he's a lot more aware of how other people feel because that was kind of the main root problem is like he didn't think about others having feelings he just kind of like exploded his own issues over everything Um, and so I can tell that he's actually more conscious now um, which is great you know Um, I mean he actually hit me up I think yesterday or the day before he was like hey um and we talk like every every now and then he'll send me these like this YouTube video of like this couple that like goes on a boat and they have people fund it for them or something. I don't know, some random thing. He's 
So, but he actually texted me the other day. He was like, you know, I have, I know I haven't been, um, the best dad, you know, obviously, but, um, I want to fix that. And so it's like, you know, I'll always have like a certain amount of, of distance just because, you know, but what someone's capable of, you know, you're not going to put yourself in that same situation. You know, I don't look for his approval. I don't, you know, I don't expect like anything from him really, you know, but it is nice that at least we can be kind of cordial and maybe, you know, he can come visit and, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I don't, I'm not really too invested, if that makes sense. It, one, like, I feel you on so many levels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's nice because once you kind of realize that others opinion other people's opinions of you are none of your business you can kind of move forward in that way yeah like you're not going to allow them back into your life in the way that you used to but it sounds like you know if you're you guys are kind of communicating like you're able to move forward from from things and and you know forgive on some on some level um obviously not the you know don't put yourself back into the the line of fire, but move right. I love that, you know, you're not looking for his approval because that's something that I have personally struggled with for a very long time is because of that relationship, because of the the mental abuse, um constantly seeking his approval and the moment that I realized that that didn't matter, like, why am I looking for someone's approval who, like, doesn't even care, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's when, like, free, like, it's so freeing. And now I can talk, I can have conversations with him, I can visit him, I can do these things, and I don't want to jump off of a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, like, you know, as children, like, we're depending I mean, in in my case with like a parent, we're depending on these people for so much. But then once you become an adult, um, you're you depend on yourself. You know what I mean? For the most part, like for those kinds of things. So you realize like, okay, I don't need um, I don't need my dad to tell me like that he's proud of me. Like I'm proud of me. I know that he has his own issues. You know, <laughs> so you kind of become more mature and just just at least appreciate things for what you do have, you know? So, yeah, you realize, I mean, you, you said it right there. You realize that it comes from within yourself. That's all that matters, you know, that you are proud of you. And I'm like feeling all kinds of like emotion surfacing right now, (laughs) but I just want to say, I don't, you know, I don't know you that well. I'm just getting to know you. But I'm proud of you. I mean, listening to your story, what you've gone through, where you are now, where you're going, I'm so excited to see all of the amazing things that are going to happen for you. And you're, I mean, this is just the beginning. You're just at the the beginning of your journey. Um, And there is so much that I see happening in your life over these next couple of years. you guys, she has some really awesome, awesome, awesome stuff in the works outside of her singing. So you are going to want to make sure that you stay up to date with her if you are interested in um, 
let's say, empowering apparel, um, that's all I'm going to say about that, then you're definitely going to want to to be in Kaylee's life and in her network. Uh, so, Kaylee, I really appreciate you for coming on and sharing your story with us. If there's one thing that you can leave the listeners with, one final tip, if they only get one thing out of this whole, you know, 45-minute chat, um, what would that be? Well, thank you again for having me on. My last words, um, <laughs> this sounds like so dramatic, <laughs> but my, my thought that I want to end on is be the person that you want to be. Um, so like we all know if we think about it, like in the back of our minds, you know, we want to be a certain type of person. We want to be a good person. We want to be a successful person. So be the person that you really want to be. Uh, cause we can get caught up in, in, you know, reacting and stuff like that. We're only human, but, and also be grateful. <laughs> so be the person that you want to be and be grateful for all that you have going for you already. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. That is great. So you guys, um, where can people follow you? Where can they listen to your music? Give me all the information so people can stay up to date with you and just keep watching you on your journey. Yeah, so I um I love Instagram, so I'm getting more into the stories and stuff like that. So Kaylee Kenny on Instagram. Um I post some funny and also some cool intellectual things on Twitter. Um and then you can find Kaylee Kenny, my music on YouTube, some videos up there. Um so those are the main places that I hang out. Awesome. Um, and you guys, I'm going to put all of her information, all the links, all the good stuff in the description in the show notes. So you will easily be able to just follow her there. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Soulpreneur Saturday featuring Kaylee Kenny, amazing, beautiful goddess, singer, songwriter, <laughs> and just, I'm so happy to have you know, shared your story and got to know you better. I can't wait to continue to connect with you further because I feel like there's so much more that I want to talk to you about um, that I can't fit on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you guys for watching and thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Becoming the Big Me podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you left my podcast a review. And if you took a screenshot of this episode and shared with your friends, that is how this podcast grows. To soak up more daily inspiration, you can find me on Instagram at Mimi the Genie. That's at M-I-M-I dot the dot G-E-N-I-E. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a beautiful rest of your day.